Raiders is a team that we don't care for. Something, something, With Lord Lattimore Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Yes, my master. Get involved in the conversation at milehighreport.com. You are listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore Volkman and Tim Lynch. Uh, we welcome you today to this very special FU Hall of Fame edition of Something Something Broncos. Word just came down uh, earlier this morning that of the centennial class in Chinese, there was no Denver Bronco to be found. Specifically, there was no Randy Gratishar. We had to slog through the the terrible uh, two-hour production of Good Morning Football. <laughs> Clearly, if you're listening to this podcast, you have affinity for, for excellent Broncos insight and knowledge, and that is not it on that show, I'll tell you that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we slogged through that show. The announcements came down. The people that did get in are uh, Jim Covert of the uh, 85 Chicago Bears. More on him in a second. Winston Hill, offensive tackle from uh, the New York Jets and the Los Angeles Rams. Harold Carmichael, wide receiver for the Eagles and Cowboys. Got to get those Cowboys in there. Not enough. Not enough Cowboys. <laughs> Duke Slater of the Milwaukee Badgers, the Rock Island Independents, and the Chicago Cardinals. A guy from 1922, so I'm sure he was something. Uh, Ed Sprinkle, uh, Probably my most favorite name on this list, just because I like the name Sprinkle. Defensive end linebacker, 1944 to 1955, Chicago Bears. Steve Sable, probably the one I agree with most on this list. Good for him that he got in. He's a contributor, uh, a president uh, of NFL Films. He'll join his father, uh, Ed Sable, in the Hall of Fame. Good for him. Alex Karras, uh, Webster's dad, got in. Uh, Detroit Lions. Uh, Bobby Dillon. From the 50s, Green Bay Packer, Donnie Shell, um, Pittsburgh Steelers from the 70s, uh, George Young, uh, contributor for the Baltimore Colts, Miami Dolphins, and New York Giants, and I guess he worked in the league office for a while. Cliff Harris of the Dallas Cowboys, Max Speedy, former Denver Broncos coach, uh, terrible coach for the Denver Broncos in the uh, dark dark times of the 1960s but he also played end for the cleveland browns and that's good enough to get him on the list paul tagliabu commissioner uh they finally got him but as you can tell there is no randy gratishar real heartbreaker this morning and we are angry tim how do you feel should have expected it that's how i feel right now i I, why did i get my hopes up i should have gone into this morning this wednesday morning and said yeah he's gonna get hosed I mean that's that's really what what I should have expected, and so shame on me for for even <laughs> thinking. It's because we had the planned post for Randy Gratishar getting in next time next year. Let's have the planned post for him getting hosed, and he'll get in. We jinxed ourselves. It's going to be tough. I mean, this is like you know the door swung wide for this special centennial class, um, and I uh, it's going to be a while. The wide receiver guy. Pearson, I guess, poor guy. He was he was he was so sure he was getting in. He had a like a camera crew there to to document him not getting in. Like and and he may he may not get in. There's um. Well, he played uh, for the Dallas Cowboys, so he'll, he'll get in. Oh, they'll he'll all get, get in. in. Yeah, right. Exactly. Like I mean, Jerry Jones is in. I mean, there you go. It's one thing to compare Randy Gratishar to the guys who got in, 
some good reason to do that. But the thing that's so annoying is that Randy Gratishar's statistics on their own, regardless of who else is in or not in, are good enough. I mean, they're outstanding. He should be in the Hall of Fame only based on just what he did and not worrying about who, you know, whether he's better than somebody else or not as good as somebody else. He is a Hall of Fame caliber player. Like the statistics are unbelievable. More than 2,000 tackles, uh, almost 20 sacks, what, like 19 and a half sacks, 20 interceptions. A lot of these, unfortunately, are before they were tabulating all of these. So you have to, you know, they had to do their own calculations, but it's been done and it's it's verified, really, and there's no reason for the committee to not have looked at that on their merit and said, Randy Gratishar was one of the best linebackers of all time. He is a Hall of Fame. He's got to go in. He just has to. And so it's it's so frustrating for Broncos fans, and it's so reasonable for us to feel like the victim of bias again and again because we have so many players that absolutely deserve it, but because they're not on a dynasty team, they get overlooked. And it's just a sham every freaking year. Yeah, there's there's like a lot of the things that have held Randy Gratishar back is the whole tackle thing. Nobody believes he had as many tackles as, as that was tabulated. And I'm just sitting over here. The NFL re- recorded every game back then. Go back through the film and freaking somebody do that has access to all that film. Just go recount all of his tackles. Yeah, you know? Broncos, go get an intern. Yeah, go exactly. Take, lock him in a room with some snacks and some sodas, and and just say, get them all. Let's go. Let's get. Yeah. get if it's lower, fine. You know. But here's the thing. Andrew Mason tweeted this out: ten linebackers, twenty plus career interceptions, ten plus fumble recovers recoveries and seven plus Pro Bowl selections. Eight of the 10 are in the NFL's all 100 list and nine of the 10 are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame within two years of eligibility. Well, the no. one who isn't, Randy freaking Gratishar, man. Yeah. He's also on the only iconic defense that has no representatives. You know, every other iconic defense in NFL history has somebody in the Hall of Fame and nobody I- on the Orange Crush is in the Hall of Fame. I even tweeted that this morning. I said, even the no-name defense has all the same players yeah, on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. You know, they clearly try to pick from, like, every decade. You know, one from each decade. That's that. That's kind of the the feeling I got from the, the scope, the breadth of, uh, of the time periods in which these guys were, were taken. But it's like, from, from the 80s, you got Jimbo Covert. Uh, and old Jimbo, he must uh, he must know somebody, or, or I, I don't know exactly. He only played he, well. He played for seventeen years. Uh, he was an All Pro twice, and he went to the Pro Bowl twice. And he was only a starter for eight of those years. He's the Hall of Famer because he because he won one Super Bowl and went to two Pro Bowls. Like, get out of here with that shit. That's bullshit. Joe Mahoney is all over that this morning. He said Ryan Clady has the same number of All Pro selections. And two times the Pro Bowl selections as Jimbo Covert and played the same position. But does anybody think Ryan Clady is a Hall of Fame worthy player? He's a great player, good player, but I. And that's what's so frustrating is they're not looking at just the merit of a player because you you look at the merit of Randy Gratishar and he's in. He's so in. And you look at Jimbo Covert, it's like there's no way. That just doesn't stack up. Now, I'll be devil's advocate real quick. You know, this could be 
uh, Terrell Davis situation with uh, Jimbo Covert. Maybe he was just so dominant for that short period of time that Dorians and people who watch football back then just he had the Hall of Fame stretch, you know, like that Terrell Davis had that warranted him being selected to the Hall of Fame. I never watched him play, so I can't say, but that's the only argument you could use that one could use, a Bears fan could use that could convince me of, okay, maybe he is Hall of Fame worthy, but on the surface of it, I just doesn't. Who is clamoring for Jimbo Covert? Like, who's like, oh man, the Hall is totally not a, a, a great place because Jimbo isn't there. Like, clearly he needs to be represented. I mean, he has two all pro selections and two pro bowls like can he, you write the story of the nfl without him I, right i mean <laughs> get out of here like what are you talking about it's it's totally ridiculous i mean okay so he he opened holes for walter payton great great so what so effing what you didn't walter payton didn't even get a touchdown in that super bowl in 85 <laughs> Get out of here with that shit. Yeah. Oh, he was so great. Okay. Well, he got a Super Bowl. Okay. Well, how many touchdowns did he open up uh, holes for? Yeah. Okay. He got the refrigerator Perry in. Great. I'm so irritated that I can't even. I'm furious. And, <laughs> and what does this do to Steve Atwater's chances in a few weeks? You know, I'm not feeling good about that either. Well, what it won't do is make them feel like, well, we already have a Bronco in. We can't have another Bronco. So. In that way, maybe it doesn't hurt his chances. Plus, he's in the media. You know, when you're in the media as a former football person, it ups your chances. Of I hate that that is how this goes. It is a popularity contest, not a who's the best football player that we can put in the Hall of Fame this year. Yeah. It's like, oh, I know this guy. He's super nice. He's, you know, I work with him. I, he he let me go in front of him at the hot dog line, at the catering table. It's not about their contribution to the game or what they did for their team or telling the story of the history of the NFL. It's, well, Jimmy Johnson's on TV every Sunday and he won two Super Bowls. I mean, maybe he's the bad example. Let's talk about Bill Cower. Like, really? Like, Bill Cower goes in over conference champion Dan Reeves? Like, that's insane. Like, yeah, yeah Dan never won, but he did go four times. And ironically <laughs> enough, they all... Uh, and we're Broncos Super Bowls. <laughs> <laughs> I like Bill Cowher. You know, he's a he's a good coach. But when you look at Dan Reeves' career, I mean, we're talking decades. And he took two different teams to the Super Bowl. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Johnson had that good three, you know, two-run stretch, really short career, explosive, built a championship dynasty. But then everywhere else he went, what did he do? Yeah. No, I, so here's the argument against Dan Reeves. It's like, well, he had John Elway. And it's like, yeah, look how many Hall of Famers Bill Effing Cower had on that team. Like, we've only got one from that from Dan Reeves' era. Are you kidding? Like, yeah, so use that argument against him. It's like, you can't say, oh, well, Bill Cower, you know, he really did a lot more with a lot less. They have more Hall of Famers from, from the time that he was there than the Broncos do. So it's not all about John Elway. If it is, it's only one Hall of Famer, so that argument is completely moot. Like, it's totally Yeah, Jimmy crap. Johnson had like 15 Hall of Famers. I was going to say, so... Jimmy Johnson had Troy Aikman. <laughs> and Emmett Smith, Michael Irvin. Just speaking of Drew Pearson real quick, I went to go look something up. Against that Randy Gratishar defense in the Super Bowl, one catch, 13 yards. And that's kind of a Jimbo covert kind of contribution, wouldn't you say? Yeah, uh, except when I look at the rest of his playoff stats. <laughs> They're a little bit better? Uh, yeah, we're talking 1,100 career playoff yards and eight touchdowns. After Terrell Davis got in, it felt like 
you know, that kind of opened the door for all these Hall of Fame voters, all these sports reporters to see that these Broncos teams, even if they haven't been dynasties, they've had amazing players that deserve the Hall of Fame. This vote takes takes Broncos fans all the way back to previous to TD and feeling like there's no way we're ever going to get a serious and fair vote when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Comment on my story this morning calling it the Hall of Fuck Off. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of bleeping in this episode. All right, good luck. <laughs> I personally went to the Pro Football Hall of Fame's Twitter page and blocked them from Mile High Report's Twitter account. <laughs> so, nice. You know, I feel like that, that'll be an evergreen tweet, to be honest. Until uh, Steve Atwater gets in and you're like, okay. Yeah, okay. then I'll unfollow him for a few weeks or a year. It's not even yeah. them. It's the voters. <laughs> but uh, you know what? I don't care. They need to suffer the wrath. Yeah, well, it's ridiculous. You look at the picture of, of the people making the selections. As Ian Sinclair pointed out, it's not the most diverse, not the most uh, inclusive uh, group of uh, of folks. These are all men in their 50s who are set in their ways. And, and you know, for whatever reason, I guess they didn't watch uh, the Denver Broncos growing up or didn't care or... Uh, had their hearts set on other teams. I mean, we should have known that when Bill Belichick was in the picture, that some nefarious crap was under. It was a play. Like it's not okay. I'm so I can't believe that Dan Reeves nor Randy Gratishar got consideration. So who is to blame, Tim? <laughs> who is to blame for repeated failure by the Hall of Fame committee to? Uh, select Denver Broncos to the Hall of Fame. Who 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 speaks on behalf of the Denver Broncos and the Denver media? Eggwold. Honestly, I think voters should change every year. Like you just randomly select a person from each media city. That well, you get guys like like Jeff Legwold, who's like super pumped to be there. He's like got his plate at the buffet line. Like, oh, this is the best. I'm just gonna load this up. I love this. And then they're like, would you like to present for the Denver Broncos? It's like, what? Sorry, my mouth is full with all this free food. I lost faith in him. The brief video clip we saw of him trying to pitch, and he's just like, Steve Outwater played played safety, you know, for a long time. Just very, very. Not passion, just bland. And then dash, like no you prep, see, like yeah. Then you see Ty Law and the Patriots, you know, coverage guy, and he's just up there like a freaking preacher, you know, getting everybody to throw their hands up, praise Ty Law's play, you know, and it's just I just want a new person to represent the Broncos at this point. And he gets credit for all these guys that are getting in now, but I think that's that was gonna happen anyway. All the flood of Broncos that came in last six, seven years, that isn't because of, of the person there lobbying. That's because these players were going to get in. <laughs> well, and Terrell Davis got in because of uh, Jim Trotter's efforts. It had nothing to do with Jeff Legwell. Davis got in because of Mile High Report. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. And Jim Trotter. Yeah. yeah. We at Mile High Report uh, regularly uh, point out Jeff Legwald's failures in, in getting these guys in. And, it, and like, it's like a rotating um, committee of people that take up for him. They're like, well, you're not in the room with him. And, you know, he really cares and he really tries hard. And it's like, I get it. You got to sit next to him in the press box and you can win those points. And maybe he'll write you a letter so you can go national at ESPN. However, 
The fact <laughs> remains, he has sucked for years. Like, he cannot get anybody in. And like Tim was saying, like, that video of him out there, like, saying, well, he was a safety who played the game the way it should be played. Like, like who the hell are you? You're not John Facenda of NFL Films, like, narrating over anything. Like, put something together, make a coherent argument with a beginning, middle, and end, conclusion, high fives, whatever. It doesn't matter. Like, you have got to do better. Clearly, like, you're supposed to present for these people and you don't, you don't have any success. Doesn't that eat at you? Like, don't you feel like the obligation to the players, the city, and the organization that you need to do better? He's getting credit that I don't feel is due. He uh, puts out the effort. He goes to the buffet line, gets his, <laughs> picks up his own credential. Like, <laughs> get out of here. It sucks that it has anything to do with the presentation, too. They should be able to look at the statistics and look at that and go, he's great. The fact that Ty Law could get in just because he had great presentation, very charismatic person presenting for him, is it's bullshit. If that's the way it's going to be, then the Broncos need to start hiring NFL films or just pull something off of YouTube and use it. Those would be more hype video than what Jeff Legold is you doing. Know. Put together a video package. Exactly. Like we were saying, like, oh, well, we don't believe his tackle stats. Well, what, what other players are you making that case for? Like, why why has he got a shoulder, like, the responsibility of uh, of bookkeeping on his tackles? Like, no one else has to do that. That's ridiculous. Like, if that's the case, go back and watch the films. You, you've got – you have NFL films at your disposal. Use them. Yeah. Use them. Go back and find it. Troy Rink tweeted about – how instrumental Legwold it was in getting Floyd Little into the Hall of Fame, which I don't think he had anything to do with that. When I was first starting to get into blogging, this group of people said, you know what, this this freaking sucks. And they just they created a mile high report Hall of Fame committee group. And it was all through the fan posts we do on the site. And I, I was on that committee. You were. I was. And the first player we targeted was Floyd Little. And we got a list of all the senior committee members. We started reaching out to each of them individually and striking up conversations with several of them. And we just start talking about Floyd Little's impact to the game and, and to the Broncos. Uh, one guy even made a 20-minute highlight video of all of these different runs. His name was JT Kimball, and it was great. And it's still out there. I think it's on Vimeo. He sent it to one of the senior committee voters, and he said, this is great. I can use this. And we, we kept hammering those guys and hammering conversations. And then as the voting got nearer, all of a sudden Floyd Little's name was popping up all over the place. And I, I refuse to believe that we didn't have a big hand in, in that um, process and, and just getting people to start talking about it. Whether Legwald had a, a, a part of it in the room, I, I who knows? Maybe he did. But I, I really feel like it's on, a, on the fans a lot, too, to really push these voters to do the right thing. And apparently, we're going to have to start doing that with Randy Gratishar. We're going to have to go try to find some NFL Films footage and put together some video and, and do the work ourselves because nobody else is doing it. <laughs> Time to reboot Hall of Hall Fame, Fame committee. committee. Yeah, yeah. It's outrageous. You know, it used to be that we would get mad because we're so underrepresented. And, and we've had a few players go in recently and so now it's no it's no longer the argument like we're completely overlooked and underrepresented it's it's now about the players it's like these guys are deserving they need to be 
with with people of their ilk in the Hall of Fame. Like this, this is important. It's no longer like oh, Denver's being slighted, but but still, it like creeps in. Like like Lori was saying, it's like we're right back there, and it's like, well, why why Dan Reeves, four time conference champion, can't get it can't get a look, but you're gonna give it to Bill Cower, like who lost a Super Bowl with Cordell Stewart, like what really? Neil O'Donnell. Right, it wasn't Cordell Stewart. Colbert is going to get in over. On Lori, he has two all not... pro selections and two Pro Bowl. He went to the Pro Bowl twice. <laughs> See, I think it is also you... still that the Broncos are getting slighted. I mean, you. How else do you explain the Randy Gratishar? See, I'm not an unrealistic fan. I think we're finally getting to a point where we're starting to get well represented in the Hall of Fame. But there's three players on my list that. I just won't feel 100% satisfied until those three players are in. Randy Gratishar, Steve Atwater, and the last one, I have to go way back to probably one of the best players to ever play in the AFL is Lionel Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, He was triple covered every day. I I didn't, I was alive back then, but I've seen, I've seen the film. Dude would catch anything thrown his way. And you know, that he's probably a, We'll never get in, but I'd like to see Mech get into. Unfortunately, his star has faded a little since since when he played. Like he he was the man. Like I mean, I remember watching Hungry Man TV dinner commercials <laughs> with with Carl Mecklenburg. I feel like he's with the Dennis Smith, you know, just on the outside. Cusp, yeah. cuspy, yeah. And when there's a cusp, we're usually on the outside. I mean, you have Randy Gratishar and Dan Reeves who. Are, are have have very apparent Hall of Fame bona fides, and they're still on the outside. And Jimbo Covert gets in. Are, are you kidding me? Like Jimbo Covert, like bullshit, bullshit. <laughs> I ought not have done that. <laughs> so so disappointing. So. But if Steve Atwater gets in, at least we can have something to celebrate. I just think it's 90% not going to happen. Because Troy Polamalu, he's a stealer, so he's going to get in first yeah. ballot. 100%. 100%. I mean, he had a fine career. I don't think he's a first ballot guy because his career kind of tapered off quickly. But because he played for the Steelers, you better freaking believe because it. He's going. If you just look at someone by themselves, you can say, definitely, absolutely. 2,000 tackles, <laughs> 20 interceptions. Like, come on. It really feels like the tackle thing is like what everybody brings up is, well, you know, we don't really know if he actually had. They could know. If they don't want to believe could. that statistic or if they don't like it because then you they can't compare it to another player, count it up. Hire an intern and have them go through every single game he played and take a clip of every tackle. Mash it up document. in a 10-minute video and then just tackle, 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 tackle. And it's like, you know, 2,000 tackles. And just say, look, he had 2,000 tackles. <laughs> and you sit there and you watch it, asshole. Like, all 10 minutes of every fucking tackle he's had. Because you made us do this and you disrespected this man who deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, you sit there and you watch, okay? And for an example, I just I just want you to know, there is no verifiable record of all the sacks that Deacon Jones had. And that wasn't an issue. Like, they're like, oh, well, I think he had so-and-so. Well, he was, you know, he was amazing, so that counts. And it's like, well, why can't you extend this benefit of the doubt to Randy Gratishar? Why do we have to jump through these hoops? Just because he was a a Bronco? Like, he played in the 70s? Yes, Like, what is the the point? Like, why why do some people get the benefit of the doubt? We know the answer. 
because we don't have the, the national clout, the dynasty clout that these other teams do. And so they discount it. It's ridiculous. God, I wish I was younger and didn't have a job and a family. I'd you go know, down to NFL Films and say, I'm working here for the next two months. If we can get that film, I'll go through and count the tackles and cut up the video. You've been listening to some, some Broncos. <laughs> no. Um, we're all really upset about what has happened with the Hall of Fame Centennial class. It should have gone differently. We all knew it, it was going to go this way, unfortunately. But it should have gone differently, and there's nothing – there's nothing we can do about it except get mad and start tweeting and writing to all the writers and say, Hey, you gotta, sorry, Lyle. you gotta, uh, uh, you gotta, you, you gotta do better. And Jeff like, well, you're terrible at your job. You are really awful and you should be embarrassed. You should be embarrassed to see any of these players that are great. Like Von Miller. I, if, if I was Von Miller, I wouldn't talk to you at all. I'd be like, you are going to <laughs> screw me so good in just a few years. He doesn't care. You know how I know? Because some of the greatest Broncos to ever walk those hallways have had a chance through his through his words and his presentation, and he can't get it done. If he couldn't get it done for Randy Gratishar or Terrell Davis or any of those guys, he's not going to get it done for you, no matter how good your stats are. All right. Well, you've been listening to Something Something Broncos. I am Jess Place, joined by Lori Lattimore-Volkman and Tim Lynch. This has been a explicit uh, something, something Broncos. However, it, important things need to be said. You can uh, listen to us every Thursday. Wherever you get your podcasts, feel free to like, rate, and uh, comment on uh, whatever you hear here. And if you're mad, tweet the Hall of Fame voters and tell them that you're mad. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, lion a correction on the reporting of the foul. Both teams were on the both up. Uh, both fouls were on the kicking team. Unfortunately, uh, Dan Reeves also got uh, hosed earlier in the week. Everyone was so excited to fall all over themselves about Bill Cowher and Jimmy Johnson getting their announcement live on TV. I couldn't help but feel a little hurt for Dan Reeves because it was kind of like an F you to him. Like, hey, these guys get in on TV and they have less success than you, but uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and let you know ahead of time that you didn't get in. Oh no, guys, I have broke my lion Oh no. <laughs> pieces. I got all excited and I broke my <laughs> Oh no. Tony's <laughs> head's hanging off. Look at this. You've been listening to Something Something Broncos. A feature of MileHighReport.com with Lori Lenamore-Volk, Jess Place, and Tim Lynch. Get involved in the conversation at MileHighReport.com